We're back here on KOKC Radio for another edition of The War Room. I'm your host, Sean Fry. We have Anthony Houck, the Parsons Vikings boys basketball coach, in the building today. Coach Houck, you guys are playing really well, 11-9 to finish the work, uh, the regular season. Welcome back to the show. How are we feeling today? Feeling good. Feeling good. Yeah, <laughs> feels good to be 11-9. Yeah, yeah. 11-9, you know, uh, feels great after an 0-5 and 1-6 and, and and start and, and uh, just... just uh, yeah, and 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 not not just eleven nine, but to be p- uh, playing well enough down the stretch to to earn that home playoff game. That's a that's a real big boost. And that's what I wanted to, uh, and that's certainly going to be the crux of a lot of what I want to talk to you about. I, I do kind of want to talk about the season as a whole and maybe some things that you uh, see in it, and just the fact that I mean, you mentioned it. You start the year zero and five, one and six, and you finish eleven and nine. You're winning ten of your last uh, thirteen games. I feel like to a degree, it's somewhat rare in high school uh, basketball or in high school sports to see that degree of a turnaround within one season. You may see a team that plays well over its last five to six games, but to start one and six and finish with a winning record, that is certainly impressive. I'm curious what you attribute that to in the aggregate of 20 games. Well, I mean, first thing you got to, you know, you just got to pat the backs of those kids, you know, uh, They've they've stuck with it and uh, uh, fought through a lot of things and and uh, so so yeah we can we can throw any kind of game plan out there you want to if they don't if they don't bite it and run with it then you know it ain't no good and and uh, but man they've they're they got a lot of fight in them and they've showed it and and uh, yeah so that's that that's that's the first thing is this the kids mm-hmm. obviously the uh, you know the. The start of your first big winning streak started at Coffeyville on January 6th. Uh, you won uh, five games in a row leading up to and through the uh, Lancer Classic title there. I'm curious how winning that Lancer Classic title affected uh, the trajectory of the season. It's always nice to have some hardware. Uh, and that and at that point, you guys got, had gotten back to 500. Uh, how much did that impact uh, just you know, the mentality of the guys in that locker room. Yeah, that was, that was a big boost. That was, uh, and Columbus isn't bad. I that's know, what I was Columbus getting ready to say. Beat. It was, and I mean, we, you know, we, uh, that was a good college heist team as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's a tough team right there. So, uh, you know, we got, we got, I feel like we got better at that tournament, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh through the, through the three games. Um, I mean, Hey, Southeast, they got a great record. Uh, you know, they got they got a score and I mean he just hit fifty points the the two nights before we played him and and uh, you know, our our guys were motivated to guard him and I mean they that that really motivated him and and uh, they were so you know, to shut them shut him down and, and just get on southeast like we did, but then play a just a just a hard nosed, very physical college heights team and then Columbus, man, they've you I know, mean Columbus is, is a is a heck of a team. I know they're yeah. one of the Top seeds in their sub state. In fact, they might be the top. I'd have to go pull it up. Galena, they're they're with Galena. Galena's twenty and zero, man. Yeah. So yeah, that 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 sub state's brutal, brutal right there. Yeah, sub-state. and that, that's another reason why. I mean, hey, they've done it six, five, and four. A why not go ahead and take it on down, Keisha? You know what I mean? It's like I agree. I don't understand. That I, is the reason why they done it right there. You got you got you got Galena, Columbus, uh, Gerard, Frontenac. You know, you got even Cherryville's in that Cherryville. Yeah, I mean, so. So for re- for listeners who are wondering what we're talking about right now, we're talking about how the sub-states are seeded uh, in classes 4A and 5A and 6A to divide the state in half, east and west, 
and then the, the 18 teams on one side on the East in Parsons' example in Class 4A East, they're all seated 1 through 18 based on uh, it starts with record or it starts with win percentage. I think mm-hmm. they do that right, so right. in case a team plays 19 games or right. something. They don't penalize you just for not yeah. getting a 20th in. But they do it on win percentage. Then they do it on uh, head to head. Then it's uh, average margin of uh, your average margin over the course of 20 games. Right. Uh, and uh, they seed everybody one through eight, 16. The bottom two teams don't get in. I think they have the option to play a play and uh, play a consolation game if they want. Right, right, yeah. Uh, but uh, and then each top seed through two rounds of substate gets to host that game. There are more teams in Class 3A and below, so that's why you see these eight-team brackets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I agree with you in the sense that, especially 3A and 2A, I think there's enough of a justification to move to a, a standard seating format. Uh, y- you know, you're right. Let's go look at this. Uh, I'm going to go find that. While you're looking that up, I'll give you another example. A few, handful of years ago, we were playing. This is before 4A changed. Yeah. We were uh, in a, in a sub-state uh Clearwater I think it was. Yeah. This I think this was my first or second year here. Right. So I think we're in Clearwater and in that substate was Wichita Collegiate and Dale, Wichita Trinity, um obviously Clearwater there was I mean, yeah. there was just four or five teams of that the of the top 10 in the state in one substate. And and then you also you would have the inverse of that as well. Sometimes you would have these substate groupings where maybe the best team there was 500. Right. And you know, nothing to knock against a team that's 500. You're telling me they deserved that trip to state. At least if a team that has a losing record or in the in the ways 4A, 5A, and 6A do it, if a team with a suboptimal record punches its state ticket, they upset somebody to get there. Right. They earn their way through it. Right. That 3A substate you were talking about, uh, Galena is the one seed at 20-0. and 0. Columbus is second seed at 16 and 4. Cherryville, you saw Cherryville play your old coach Dave Taylor at Humboldt yeah. last week uh, when they played uh, for a league title, by the way, in a game with a very exciting finish. Uh, Cherryville is six, 14 and 6. Think about it. A third seed Cherryville is 14 and 6 in a substate, and they were at three and a half seconds away from winning a league title themselves. Right, right. Gerard, a team that beat you guys to start the year, they're the four seed at 13 and 7. You've got Riverton, the five, at 12 and 8. Uh, and then the bottom three teams, Frontenac at nine and eleven. Frontenac's a good team. Yeah. Uh, Caney Valley at eight and twelve. Baxter Springs at seven and thirteen. And, and then you go look at. I mean, think about it, the. There's only three teams in there with a losing record, and they all have at least seven wins. Yeah. That's just loaded. Yeah. Whereas, let's look at. Uh, I mean, every school, every substate in here has at least four teams with losing records. There's one in here with five that are five hundred or below. Uh, some of these substates are just so. I, I agree that the the seat. I've liked how the seating system has played out. Right, and it's been kind of fun all year long. You know, to, to over the last you're few fighting years. for a home. Yeah, game. Yeah, you're fighting for that home game. You know, and it's it's kind of it's kind of neat and and. How much of a reward do you feel like that is? Re, not speaking on the opponent itself, but how much of a milestone is that? Given the start of your year, given how last year went, to finish eleven and nine and get that home game, how much of a of a lift what what are the effects of that both in the acute and in the long term well you know what i mean it's 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 big i mean it's something we've been able to be be talking about over the last couple of weeks you know with with you know after we lost that close one with pittsburgh and then and then you know obviously you want to win a league title first and then once you realize you're not going to win a league title you know kind of got the guys together and we said hey 
winning the league title, not going to happen this year. But hey, winning this was two or three weeks ago when we had this discussion. Uh, winning record, quite possible still. Winning uh, a, or uh, earning a home playoff game, still possible. So you know, it's been it's been fun to see our guys battle for that that winning record and that and that and that last home game and. Mm-hmm. And it come down to the wire. We needed Ottawa to lose as well, so uh, you know that that happened also. So and went went in our favor. So we'll take all twenty it. games count for a reason. That's right. Yeah, I like how uh, and I discussed this a little bit with uh, Coach Overack or how three A does it differently. But uh, I like how four uh, A, uh, five A, and six A they extended the deadline for when those final games need to be submitted yeah. for sub state seating. Uh, they extended it to that Saturday, so those twentieth games count. I've all because I've always kind of have have an issue with, well, if I'm seated at Substate and I like my seating, and why am I playing this twentieth game? Right. All I'm going to do is get kids hurt. Now those games, if you had made the state tournament, those twentieth right. games would have counted to that. Sure. So, but it, I I always wondered why are we not counting this twentieth regular season game? Why would Keisha even allow the regular season to go to a certain date, but then? carve out its postseason seating before that date that mm-hmm. they set. Yeah. I I don't know. I <laughs> funny wish. how it works. Yeah, funny how it works. Uh, I think that went over... Let's talk about your last game, that went over Chanute. Uh, Can we go back to Girard? The very first Girard? game of the yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, because there's... I mean, you know, that game right there, I mean... And, and I, I, while you were talking earlier, I just had some thoughts. You talked about the beginning of the season, and I'm just going to be honest with you. We weren't ready to win yet. In, Why is that? In, in in October, I started looking, just looking at, you know, season a month away or whatever. I start looking at some things, and, and I realized that, that we, you know, I'm just looking at some behavior stuff, grades, discipline, and I'm noticing that our, you know, top eight to ten guys are, you know, habitually tardy and, <laughs> and uh, bad. And I'm talking – you know, t- together, 150-some tardies. And, you know, I kind of got them together. I'm like, let's. So, you know, when season started, we, we just, it showed. We weren't disciplined. We weren't ready. So we start, you know, pushing for them tardies, pushing towels for them tardies and just little things and just 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 doing a lot of those little things like that that, that we shouldn't have to. Mm-hmm. And and uh, that's why I said it early, just a pat on the back to these kids because they have turned the tide in a lot of these, in you know, a lot of these areas that where we weren't so disciplined and I'm not saying we've arrived yet. We're still, we, you know, we're just, we're all still growing. But, but, but they have just turned the tide on, on focusing on some details, mm-hmm. and and it's showing on the court now, you know. And then, and then a Gerard game, I didn't have him re- fully ready for that game. We were in position to win that game, and then he threw the one three one at us, and that's something we hadn't addressed yet in practice. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, tried They're to well co- try to try to Gerard. try to coach that up on the fly, and that's just some, you know, in in the timeouts and stuff, and. It's hard and, to do. And, you know, hey, that was he threw that at us, and, and kudos to them. But that's a, that's a game where it seemed like we were kind of in control, and, and then he throws that at us, and, we, we you know, they, they were able to make a run in that one-through-one zone. So I'll take that one. And, and uh, But, man, like you said, hitting that, hitting that Columbus game, because what's fun about the Columbus game, I, I forgot to mention to you, there was so much talk about the football game on that basketball court hmm. between the players. You know, yeah, because that was a that was a physical, that was a low point for the Parsons Vikings right, season right. that year, and and Columbus was talking, and then our guys, you know, they got pretty motivated about it, and it got that game got pretty heated and chippy and stuff, and man, I loved it. I loved <laughs> the fact that our guys were they weren't backing down, invested emotionally yes, into it, yes, not just into one sport, but just into competing. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it didn't matter what sport we're playing or what sport we're talking about. They were, they were just excited to compete. And, uh, um, yeah, so that, that propelled us in a lot of ways there. So I, I think two or four games collectively against two opponents really show the, the signs of progress that you made just simply because they beat you before and then you turn around and beat them. Uh, a loss in Altamont by 18 points before uh, winter break. Um, and then post-winter break, I believe it was your first game out of that Lancer Classic. Uh, you go to Chanu and have just a very off night. Yeah. Uh, those are two games you lost. You turn around, second half of league play, you beat Labette County at home. And uh, and a very exciting game. I'll be completely transparent with you. Xavier Phillips got a good look at that last shot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was he a did. Good look Xavier Phillips got. He got a good look. End. Hey, and was it JJ or Trey Mack had a pretty good pass to him also? I think Eaton was dribbling the ball up the floor. Yeah. And one of them back tipped it. And I'm like, out of the back tip, it didn't just go rolling. It went right into Xavier's hands. It's like a nice dribble handoff there. And he got a good look. But, but uh, and then you turn around. What, this past Friday night, beat a Chanu team at home. Uh, what is, you know, we, we've talked about in the aggregate how you guys have turned things around, be more disciplined and all that. To fix your scout and, and fix your execution against two teams that beat you fairly comfortably the first time around, turn it around and beat them on the flip side. How have they, how is, how do you kind of address that? Obviously, beyond all the, the discipline and the intangibles, you guys have got to be just be playing better basketball. Yeah, just just maturity, I'd say. Um, be honest with you, yeah, that uh, that that buck kicking we took down there at Altamont, that was that was a wake up call for our guys because prior to that night in practice, they they weren't really that focused. And I said, I can tell you what's going on in this practice is that we are caught up in thinking we're going to play the Altamont team that was here in June in our gym. Mm-hmm. We ran them by like forty mm-hmm. this summer. I said, this ain't summertime. They're going to remember that game. They're going to remember the summer game. You guys are remembering the game thinking, ah, this is going to be a cakewalk. Mm-hmm. And we weren't ready. They went down there and they they took it to us. They won all the hustle plays, you know, they shared the ball better and and you know, and so we all they our our guys own the fact that, yeah, we we weren't mentally ready, you know, to to outwork them. Yeah. And and uh so like I said, that it was a mature mature thing that, that we owned that fact and 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 man really really uh really grew from it and and then I think the one game we haven't talked about and yet the Chanute game I have no idea we were just the bad it, yeah if anything that game was it, so I don't want to say they didn't try that game but it just seemed like nothing went right and sometimes when games are like that you can just be like it just wasn't our night let's just put it behind it's us. one of those things it's really hard when and we saw it <laughs> we saw it Friday night in our game when these kids see three points going up at a time on the other, yeah, on the other team's side of the scoreboard, that's tough. That's tough. It can be deflating and, real quick. Yeah, it can be deflating, and that and Chanute did that to us up there, and we didn't respond real well to it. Mm-hmm. They first quarter they just three, 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 three. You know, offensive rebound all, three, and then we just kind of you know, mm-hmm. and and but 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 the game that I really think we that that just really propelled us was that was before the, you say it, I want to see if I can guess it. Frontenac. Yeah, the Frontenac game. When oh. we got when we got down and, 24 to 8, I think. Yeah, we got down and I said, listen, we can roll over, we can fight, you know, and and uh man, we that and that's the way the rest of our season is going. After we after our guys chose to just get out and go and run with it and <laughs> fight like crazy and and uh fight together. You know what I mean? Fight together and and uh uh 
for, for the right things. Up by halftime. Yeah, yeah. Had that lead at half, and that was, and then, you know, that just kind of propelled us right into to where we're at now. Yeah, where we're at now. We're going to talk about where we're at now, and that is Substate Week. We're going to go to a quick break, Anthony, so stick with me. When we come back, more uh, of Anthony Houck, the Parsons Vikings boys basketball coach, here on The War Room on KLKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Don't go anywhere. We're back here on The War Room on KLKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Anthony Houck in the building, the Parsons Vikings boys basketball head coach. Uh, Anthony, got to talk about Substate and who you got in this first round, and that is Topeka Hayden in the 8-9 game. Uh, winner gets the winner of Coffeeville Atchison. Uh, and, you know, I'll just tease it right now. We'll talk about it a little bit. I think you and I both think Coffeeville might beat that Atchison team. But let's talk about this Parsons Hayden matchup. Uh, obviously, it's, it is a private school matchup. I think there's a lot of ghosts around this Hayden team. I think you and I remember the last time you guys played Hayden at home. Uh, you guys beat them in a subset game. It was also the game Dariq Williams got hurt. And yeah. that was that's a very painful. I think that's a very painful memory for a lot of people. Yeah, and but new year, it's 2023. How does how do the 2023 Parsons Vikings square up against the 2023 uh, Hayden team? Well, you know it's, they're going to be a very physical team. Um, starting with the inside, they have they have uh, you know their big man. He's a uh, he's going to play offensive line at Notre Dame. He's like six five. 280, something like that, you know. So, uh, Jamarion. What's his touch like around the rim? Oh, good. He's, yeah, he, he can spin the ball. He can shoot it. He's, he's got great footwork, you know. I mean, if you're going to be a Division one lineman, you probably got pretty yeah. good feet. And, uh, so, so he's, he's a load around the rim. Um, solid guards. Uh, you know, from, I've, I've been in contact with some coaches from up around there today. And, and, you know, they say that their, their defense, their, their guards, their physical defense is one of their best strengths. So, uh, you know we're we're gonna have to take care of the ball. Um, I think that's something that we've we've gotten better at over you know over the course as, as February's gone. You know we've had some some hiccups here and there, but not not as not as many. So so we're gonna have to take care of the ball and and uh, just just uh, does, make, does, we gotta make some good adjustments to, the, to the, how the game's gonna be physical to start with. From what you heard, does and seen on film, does Hayden run a lot of man, or do they go zone at all? They're gonna play. They're gonna play a lot of man, and they run. They run around ten guys. Okay. Yeah. So it's just yeah. body after body We've coming seen, straight yeah, at you. Yeah. They've. 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 I mean, when I was when I've been doing film notes, I mean, I just keep writing jersey numbers of guys <laughs> that keep going, <laughs> going in, and it's like, whoa. So uh, you know, we we got to. I mean. Our guys have just showed some great character down the stretch, great maturity and and, and fight and uh, throughout this month of February together and and I I just think if we can just keep that up, you mm-hmm. know, and I mean I like our chances and and I, you just, we just they just can't get up in the word get, they can't get caught up in the word Hayden, mm-hmm. you know. I mean I've had some people even tell me uh, before we played Friday night they're like. Oh man, would you would you would you rather lose and be able to no! and be able to play an easier team in 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 Wamigo or Ottawa? And I'm like, no, I said I want these, I want to win. Yeah, well, yeah, if you win, you get Hayden. Well, you know, some of some of the best memories that our graduates have are playing basketball right there in that gym and and playoff basketball. Mm-hmm. And man, I want our guys to get a taste of it, and they they get to. So I'm excited about that. Call me sacrilege all you want. I think the basket, the whatever sports gods exist, 
will punish you when you start talking about, oh, I hope we lose, or I'm going to do this or do that. Because when you start doing that, that's when I think things start going, they'll go really wrong on you. Yeah, Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Like something weird is going to happen that will damn you in that sense. Mm I, I know nobody's going to. You're not going to show your cards too well, but when you fit, obviously a six five kid who's two eighty, you don't have somebody on your roster that can just go that can that's going to straight up match up for that toe for toe. How do you kind of balance the variables and the options between you know some coaches are going to say okay, well we're going to put two bodies on him, one in front, one behind, just to try and take him away, or do you try to you know how do you kind of what are at least some of the principles you're going to rely on when it comes to trying and mitigate that advantage that Hayden will have? Well, you know, sometimes when you're a coach and you say things and and they kind of work out like you say them, you're like, all right. I'm good. a genius. You know, no, well, not that. <laughs> but you're like, all right, good. But, you know, I mean, during the Independence game when Easton Ewing couldn't miss, you know, and, it was and like, you never and, let him catch it where you want it. Right. It was like in our in in one of the timeouts. You know, I, I, just, I just told our guys, "Hey, to keep battling." I said, "This is good for us. Mm-hmm. This is good for us to face this big and have to guard him together." Because I knew there was a great shot at us playing Hayden, whether we play here or there, either one. Yeah. I knew they were great, in that grouping. Yes, of that and I knew they had. 10, and right? I knew they had the big. And like you said, we don't have one guy that can. We didn't have one guy that could stop Ewing. It took. Two to three guys almost on every possession, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so, so that that's a good thing, and in the fact that hey, we've played we've played a, a big six eight kid a couple times, and and so we we can I guess use the strategy, mm-hmm. you know, same same similar approach that we did there uh, that 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 we will on Tuesday night here, and and Hayden certainly probably goes deeper than Independence. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, and that'll affect. I'm sure some of your scouting, your game plan, right? Uh, you know, you, you say to your kids and everybody, "Don't get wrapped up in that it's Hayden." Let's get wrapped up in that it's Hayden for a second. They are a private school out of Topeka. Uh, the issue of the private school multiplier is before the Kansas legislature right now. Uh, I'm just kind of curious as you've witnessed this process evolve over years and years and years now. Kind of what your thoughts are on are on it, especially given the fact that it's going to be fresh on your mind, knowing who you're facing on. Uh, on Wednesday, and I, I want to be clear: who you're facing. I'm, I'm not saying you can or cannot win that game. I'll just give the listeners my own interpretation. I think this is a winnable game for Parsons. I, you know, this is a game that I, I think can be a dogfight for both teams. Uh, but it is a private school that has certainly has advantages over a USD 503 district where 70 percent or more kids are on free or reduced lunch. How do you, how has your views on the current private school multiplier before the legislature evolved and formed over the last year or so? Um, I mean, you know, I mean, I I have so many thoughts on this. I mean, it's like I still think okay, so they go and do the multiplier. Let's say it passes, you know, in our favor, and and and, and the private schools have to, you know have to use the multiplier. Can they then cap their students at a certain number so that it yeah. keeps them in the same class anyway? Mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing there's probably some that will. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they've been working their way around the system for years now. I'm sure they'll they'll keep doing it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. So, but 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 uh, regardless, you you said that you know you think we have a shot against them and, and I don't think it's a punch I mean, chance I think this is a matchup of two very that evenly matched teams uh from what I can see they don't it's not like they can just 
pour it on offensively. They can right. be stopped on the defensive end. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, um, and I, th- I think we have strength too. Yeah, you know, just like they have the big. I think man. you'll have yeah. the best guard on the floor, so, in Jesse Jones. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. I was just going to say. I mean, our seniors playing well right now, and 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 I mean, they're going to guard him like crazy. Uh, you know, hey, <laughs> if you're going to come out and hit five threes in the first quarter, you know, they're going to see that film. They're going to they're going to smother him. <laughs> so you know, but hey, uh, you know, JJ JJ's. I mean, he's. He's done a great job, you know, just getting rebounds and and sharing the ball. I mean, he's averaging almost five assists a game, and and you know, Landon and and, and Trey Mag, they've just been and Jamarion, they and they just been. Jamarion had a great. very nice game against. Yeah, him. yeah, he's they just they just keep doing a bunch of little things, and they're just working hard. They're just working hard. Trey Tillis coming off the bench and giving us some great minutes, and we just got a group right now that's playing together and playing hard, and those are two things that you need uh, from your guys. And against against any team, whether it's Hayden or whoever, you know. So I mean, I I like our chance uh, on Tuesday night for sure, and but, I I like our chance on on Friday night too. So we'll we'll wrap up the show and by talking a little bit about Jesse Jones. He's a senior point guard for you. Uh, this is a guy who has been on the roster for a lot of what we've talked about. He was on the roster the last time you guys played Hayden. Uh, he was on that varsity team, uh, and you know with Derek Williams and Daquan Johnson and and all those guys. Uh, that 2020 season, uh, he has had a, a very illustrious career. He's your leading scorer this year, uh, and you know I, I'm curious, you know, what we're seeing as the future for for Jesse. Is, is, does he want to pursue basketball? What kind of offers is he, is he looking at? At least that you know of. You know, I think he wants to. He, he you know, last I talked to him just a couple of days ago, you know, and just asked him where his where his head was, and, and right now he's you know he's, he kind of wants to stay around here, and and you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know things. I mean, Coach he's got Dick, Coach the Dixon. assistant at LeBet yeah, sure yeah. does know him in Jaron Dixon. Right. That's right. So I was going to say, Coach Dixon been, been talking to me a little bit, and and uh, you know, so and I know I know Jesse'd love to love to stay around here and get a chance to get a chance to play there. So um, that's what he's leaning towards right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope he does that and and uh, be fun to keep watching him. But he's he's been a, he's, he's he has grown so much and, uh, and and he's still growing as 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 a player as a young man. You know. And um, just just can't say enough about 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 him and and uh, you know I mean we got one senior on our team yep and he's 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 been very patient and and uh, uh, just just a good leader for us so also we'll we'll end the show right here uh, how excited were you for Kirsten to sign her letter to go to uh, New Hampshire uh, County how yeah. well, how did you feel as a dad in that situation yeah that's man I was. I'm just going to Neosha County to play volleyball. By yeah, the way, I'm really excited, and and uh, you know she had a few different places that she was considering, and and uh, told her we'd be happy for, her regardless, no matter where it's at, and mm-hmm. went on that visit up there, and and uh, she she just loved it. She you know loved the campus, and and uh, um, yeah, I mean I'm I'm glad, you know, as dad, I'm glad it's just thirty minutes away. So yeah, you know that'll be an easy trip. So. Uh, yeah, Jayhawk just, volleyball, get just ready happy for, for her, and, and just just you know, you know what mm-hmm. she's been through—a couple ACL tears, and and uh, yeah. that's that's not easy. So uh, she's man, a lot of early morning workouts, and and uh, she's she's put in a lot of extra time just to just to be able to play, mm-hmm. just to be able to play, and and uh, you know they they are are, are their senior or not, yeah their senior class and that volleyball team 
kind of the same way our boys were, you know, or in this year in basketball. They fought like crazy and ended up getting a home home playoff. Getting a home playoff, you know, a top four. So they got to host their little little uh, deal there. So that was that's neat for our, our volleyball team. And uh, I think that senior class got them off and off and running and Coach Hopper got them running in the right direction and so just excited to see what's what's next for, for Kirsten and, and her life and her career and all that. So. You got one more to get through school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hurricane Andrew. <laughs> That'll do it for the War Room. Coach Hack, thank you so much for coming on. Thank it's you. always fun to have you. I'm excited. You guys play Tuesday, correct? Yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday at home. At home. Against six Hayden. O'clock. Uh, sh- six o'clock tip-off? Yeah, six o'clock. Good job. It's not seven. <laughs> we'll be out of there a little earlier. Uh, and then uh, the girls play uh, at seven. On I don't, my bad. The girls play at six also on Wednesday. Correct. Yeah. So, so they yeah. play. They play Holton. If Holton. I remember correctly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that's 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 real neat for both of our programs both to be able to host a home game. I mean, that's that's awesome. Can't. Re- I don't think that's happened since I've been since the new seating format has happened. I don't think it's there's been a case where both Parsons and both Parsons teams hosted to play. They did Nina senior year. Nina senior year. You yeah. guys both hosted at least the first round. Yeah. But yeah, it's exciting. It means both programs are in a good solid yeah. state right now. And that's good for, that's good. It's good for the building yeah. for sure. That'll do it for the war room. Thank you so much, Anthony Howe for joining us this week. I am your host, Sean Fry. Everybody stay safe and God bless.